0: Hi, friend, and welcome to the Temple Care Podcast. This is a place where we take a faith-based approach to mental and physical health. I'm your host, Erica Pizzo. I have a familiar friend on today. She has been on the podcast before, and I just love her insight and wisdom. Emily Karg from Learn to Live Beloved Ministries. And Emily, thank you. Thank you for being on today. I cannot wait to talk to you.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be back
0: yeah it's always good conversation when you're on so i'm excited um today we kind of wanted to get into um all things motherhood because emily has written a new book do you want to share a little bit about why you wrote it what tell us about it sure
1: uh so the book is a 45-day five-minute devotional called dear mama one mama's journey of learning to live beloved and it's just little, short, um, open letters, if you will, written for me to all the moms out there that struggle like me, that struggle like moms, and kind of just pulling the veil back on the struggles and talking openly and honest about them. And then there is um, some scripture and a reflection and challenge question, and um, it originally wrote most of this as little blurbs on Instagram, just trying to be authentic and trying to um, provide an atmosphere where other women, specifically moms could show up and be like, Oh, I feel that way too. And it's okay to say, and I don't have to feel guilty about that. Um, And then God prompted me to put it all together and turn it into a devotional. And so, um, I just hope that it encourages other moms to know that they're not alone and to also, um, in that struggle of motherhood in those dark days to wrestle well with God and surrender at the foot of the cross and find that he loves you and all your mess and all your mom guilt. Uh, he's there and he's proud of you.
0: I love that. I feel like we all just need to hear that. That's just something that As as moms, I think we beat ourselves up a lot, and um, I think we can have this constant um, script of guilt and shame, and I know we've kind of talked a little bit about um, postpartum stuff like postpartum depression, anxiety, um, and how kind of motherhood was an onset of some of those symptoms and things. Talk a little bit about how that influenced your book or influenced your writings
1: sure so i mean i as long as i remember i wanted to be a wife and mom when other girls were going um to school to be teachers and doctors and knew since a little girl that they wanted to be that said career title i knew i wanted to be a wife and mom and i kind of had put all my eggs in that basket and in some ways rushed my life to that point of course we know god's sovereign and all that so i'm not going to regret but i then became a wife and a mom and i was so devastated by the unbeknownst to me expectations that I had for what that would look like Mm. and felt alone and so much shame and the struggles I was having. Um, I had terrible postpartum depression with my first son. There was so much pressure to breastfeed, to do the cried out method, but also to, you know, um, hold and coddle, but so many do's and don'ts. And I um, was just, under so much darkness and oppression from the enemy. And it stole so much from me, which only added more guilt upon more guilt. And the enemy constantly telling me like, you don't deserve to be here. You don't mm. deserve to be this child's mom. And just always thinking like, no one told me it was going to be this hard. Mm. Was I not, or did no one really talk about this? Because, you know, when I remember sitting, even when I was pregnant, I was already struggling when I was pregnant, just with all of the, all the different hormones. And I remember going I don't know, seven, eight months pregnant. I was huge, not cute. And Mm -hmm. sitting in the, uh, in the obstetrician's office and looking over at the magazine of this beautiful celebrity, I mean, you know, gorgeous. And I was like, you lied to me. (laughs) (laughs) Not, not at all. What, what I had expected it to be. And that Mm -hmm. was really devastating. And I, had just kind of decided as God brought me out of those dark places and I found so much healing in his grace and his love, mm. uh, I didn't want another mom to walk alone. And yeah. so if that me speaking on those hard topics and talking about some of those taboo things, mm-hmm. um, then I will do that. I actually had a conversation with a friend earlier this week and we were talking about her postpartum journey. Um, with depression and anxiety and she shared some things with me she hadn't really told me before. And we both kind of realized like when people say like, oh I had postpartum depression, other people, if you haven't had it, or if you had, we're kind of just like, okay, but it's like a a war. You went through a war if you went through that. And only people who went through it can understand that. I think we kind of just give this like nod of understanding, but we don't really want to talk about it because it's such a dark Place, Mm -hmm. But we need a place to be able to talk about that because Mm -hmm. a lot of us are still carrying around guilt and shame from things that we didn't even recognize at the time were not our fault.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's really powerful. I remember I was leading a group of moms um, for like kind of a mops type group and um, I remember one morning they were all sharing how they had dealt with postpartum depression and anxiety and this was with my first child and I didn't know what any of that felt like and I remember feeling like wow um, this is really heavy like and thank you God for not letting me go through this but then um, when my second one came along it really um, it threw me for a loop and my health started to decline so rapidly um, that I did find myself in that place and you know, I'm really glad that God gave me that chance to sit with those moms um, to kind of give me a stepping stone into like, this is this is normal. Like a lot of other moms are going through this, and to not keep me in isolation for that time, you yeah. know, and to not make me think I'm the only one that's ever felt this way. And I think that we put you know, like these expectations around motherhood and we think it's going to be, um, so beautiful and wonderful and flowers and daisies everywhere. But then it's like, when we are met with the hard reality of, um, laying down our lives every single day for these little yeah. people, um, it's like, it, it doesn't match up with what our expectations were. Um, and I think that's where we can find ourselves in that dark place too. Um, you know, and I, I, always dreamed of being a mom as well like I can you know I had career ambitions too but I think um, deep down I really wanted to be a stay-at-home mom and then I got my dream and then I was like wow why am I not enjoying it <laughs> like the why same you know like why do I feel so yeah. horrible like yeah. um, and a lot of that was health stuff but a lot of it was also just expectations and I think You know, um, one thing that for me was really impactful was learning to hold um, both joy and sorrow at the same time. Like, I knew that I could feel sorrow over my health and how I was feeling in a day, but I could also laugh at my son's silly faces that he was making. You know, like I could feel the range of emotions in one day, and that didn't make me wrong for feeling joy and sorrow at the same time. You know, I think we sometimes think I need to, either need to be happy a hundred percent of the time, or I need to be it, down a hundred percent of the time, and I can't feel both of those things in one day. You know, and mm-hmm. I think it, that was helpful for me in my journey. You know, to yeah. feel to hold both of those in at the same time.
1: Yeah, I love that. I think the. um The comparison in motherhood is super hard, too, and that only continues to perpetuate that guilt that we already have that the enemy wants to bring on us for feeling like we should feel a certain way. And some things, like you said, your health, that's out of your control. Um, Postpartum depression, mental health, that's out of your control. And I, I don't think we're given permission to to feel that and to own that. And then also you have all this comparison and all this mom shaming and guilt going on for if you are organic or use essential oils or now you don't, now there's so many businesses where people's whole Instagram pages are about their wellness topic. And that it, that's fine. It's, it's wonderful. And I'm so glad we have those resources, but then sometimes the enemy uses that to speak against our own insecurities Mm. uh, because clearly that mom is doing it so much better. And if she's doing that and I'm doing this, how can we both be right? Yeah, That must mean I'm wrong. And I think something God revealed to me, I know something God revealed to me is that you Erica and me, Emily, can do two completely different things. I can feed my kids organic everything and do essential oils all day long and everything clean. And I can co-sleep and breastfeed and do all the beautiful things. And Erica, you could feed your kids garbage and we could still both be right before God and Mm. be loving, authentic, beautiful moms because God has called us to different walks. God has called us to different, um, raising different children. I don't know where your children are going to be someday. Maybe they need a gut that is prepared to eat garbage. missionaries, <laughs> I don't know. Yep. Um, I have a little boy who cannot keep his fingers out of his mouth. It's almost seven years old and it drives me <laughs> up. <laughs> but I'm like, God, I don't know where he's going someday. He apparently needs a really rocket immune system. Yeah. Just because we do things differently Mm -hmm. does not mean we're wrong. And I feel like as moms, I just so desperately want to impart that to other moms. Because if you can rest in the mother God has made you to be, even when your situation and your calling and your decisions look different than someone else's, then the comparison and the competition can stop. And then the enemy doesn't win anymore over your life to add more guilt when you can rest God has called you to do, whether that's homeschool or sending your child to school, if you and your husband are at peace before God, then it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. So you have to like step off that uh, treadmill mm-hmm. of comparison and mom shaming really, and allow yourself to rest in who God says you are. and that.
0: the mom I love that. Yeah. That reminds me of one of your devotionals on page 56, where you said, um, you went through all these like scripts of shame that we have in our head as moms. And then at the end of each script, you said, you are still a good mom. I'm going to read a couple. It says, the, to the mama who feels guilty for taking time for herself, you are still a good mom. The mom that feels she was never cut out for being at home with her kids and enjoys the of being at, the reprieve of being at work, you are still a good mom. To the mom who uses the TV as a babysitter, you are still a good mom. To the mom who will change her mind 10 million times while making decisions for her kids and contradict herself on all the things she said she would never do when she became a parent, you are still a good mom. Um, I just love this because, first of all, I could relate to all of them. um, And I think I saw myself in all of them because I think we all go through a wide range of emotions with our kids and we kind of think like, oh my gosh, I got so angry at them. Like how am I doing a good job? Like, you know, and we we put these perfection standards on ourselves. But I think at the end of the day, all of us really, really need to hear those simple words, you are a good mom. And we rarely hear that from people, right? Because um, people just don't think to say something that simple. They don't think that someone actually needs to hear that. And very few people are that thoughtful to take someone aside and say, you're a great mom, you're doing a great job. Um, and I think that's just so good that you went through that in the book because I feel like you're reaching out to your reader and giving them a hug you know and I think that's so powerful
1: I think it's hard to receive those words sometimes too that you are a good mom like we brush those things off so even if someone is kind enough to say it we don't want to receive it we actually got new neighbors recently and we went over to introduce ourselves and the lady, she's probably in her forties. And so her kids are grown. She's like, you guys are such good parents. You, you I see you guys outside with your kids all the time. And I made it I'm like, Oh no, 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 I'm not like, you know, I'm yelling at my kids all the time and I'm giving all these reasons for why I'm a bad mom and yeah. why I don't just compliment. And we don't ever even let those sink in. Like, I, I don't know what that is that I don't want to be like, maybe I'm doing okay, you know, maybe when I'm throwing the football to my kid and I really don't want to do that, I don't need to tell the whole world that I don't feel that <laughs> and to make myself feel worse or justify why I need to be, you know, torn down. Um, but at the same time, like there, there isn't always the situation where we feel like playing with our kids. And that doesn't make us bad. That makes you human. That makes you human to get angry. And I think it's important, remember, that's indicative of you being a good mom in the fact that you worry that you're not.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, Mm
0: -hmm. um, it's kind of like our walk with the Lord. Like a lot of people worry, am I doing enough for him? You know, am I saved? Like all these things. And You know, you always tell that kind of person, the fact that you're worried about all these things means you love God and you are saved. Yeah. And you're, yeah. yeah. And I, I've had that conversation with people a lot and it's so true with being a mom too. It's like, you know, we put so much pressure on ourselves to be a certain way. Um, And if we don't, even if we don't have the perfect attitude in what we're doing, we put pressure on ourselves. But we could still be walking in obedience and doing what God's called us to do, and just because we don't feel like it, doesn't nullify the good works that He's set before us, that He's planned out for our lives and for our motherhood. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, what do you have like a favorite one that you wrote, or something that stands out to you? Because I have a lot of favorites in here, but I want to hear as an author, like, or something that you know stood out to you in writing it
1: first entry is my favorite and it's actually one that had originally been a blog and I kind of chopped it up to fit here um but it felt important for the reader to know kind of where I had came from and I give um a little background just that I what I said in the beginning of the podcast you know I had wanted to be a mom for so long and then here I was and now I felt like such a fraud and I felt. so discouraged and all the comparison and stuff and what God had to teach me in that time frame was the word beloved that underneath all the labels the world would give me that I thought would mean achievement and success. And so good mom, good wife, you know, Mm -hmm. and when I'm feeling at those things, then who am I? What's the opposite? Bad. And so now I'm wearing that label and I'm wearing that heaviness and that discouragement and that shame what God has done on the cross for us is gift us the word beloved. He took on bad mom. He took on bad wife. He took on adulterer and whore and screaming, angry mom and postpartum depression and shame for all those things Mm. and hands us back beloved. Mm. And, um, I say, I'll read this paragraph. Um, I talk about, um, how we can continue to scramble and scrounge for second best, crumbs falling from the table of those around us, trying so desperately to get the attention of the ones we long to dine with at the table of approved and perfect, or we can come sit at the place of honor at our Father's table, one made before us in the presence of all we lack, all our fears, all our unmet expectations, all our failures and not good enoughs, all the rejections, all those enemies that scream for our attention, we can sit there at peace, covered by who God says we are, because his cross stands between us and them, taking the hits from the arrows shot at us by the evil one. Mm-hmm. And I think I think sometimes what keeps us from doing that, from, from curling up with Jesus and resting there, are those fears. Are... It's the fear of, if I admit to God, I don't really like being a mom today. I don't think I'm cut out for this. I'm afraid of what they think of me. I think that I have failed too much for him to still help me. Mm. That he knows all those things. That he wants to talk to us about those things. And every time he's going to look at us, pick up our chin, just like we do to our kids, and say, I still love you. There are so many times when my kids have a meltdown and a fit and i don't always respond correctly and god just prompts my heart to go back later and just pick up their chin and look at them and be like i still love you yeah. no matter what you do this is not who you are and i love you and i don't know that it makes the whole situation perfect and right and and all of that but i want them to know as they walk away knowing the guilt and the shame the enemy tries to put on me that i can speak into that whatever lies may be going in their head. Maybe it's not, but I want to take the opportunity to remind them that they are loved and that love is never, never changing. And that's God's love for us. It's that parental love that so often I'm reminded by in this journey of motherhood, when I'm doing something with my kids i have lost my temper and I'm saying like, um, that's it. No more, no more chance. <laughs> like when's the last time I said that to you? Mm he does that for us. And, Mm -hmm. and over our motherhood, he says, take off that heavy label, wear beloved, Mm -hmm. wear just that, Mm -hmm. and, and don't take on all the shame and, and the burdens the world trying to give you, you sit with me, you sit in the name that I've given you, and you will be the mom that you're supposed to be.
0: Mm. That's so, so powerful. Um, and it reminds me of, the movie moana (laughs) i know i'm I'm going on a tangent here but um i was sitting there watching it with my kids the other day and um the end scene where she um the island is like in its evil form and she walks up to it with the heart and she says this is not who you are she sings it and puts the heart in the island and then the island turns Um, beautiful again. But anyways, (laughs) the reason why I'm talking about all this is because I feel like God sees us like that. Like he, he sees all the ugly, but he knows our heart and he says, this is not who you are. I know who you are. I've called you beloved. Um, and so it's so powerful to remember that because we are going to mess up. Like we are going to do the wrong things with our kids. Our kids might need therapy when they're older. (laughs) Like I've already accepted that that could be a possibility. Um, and, but it's like, it it doesn't, it's not really based on how perfect we are. It's, it's not at all based on that. It's based on how perfect Jesus was, his sacrifice. And then him calling us beloved just because he delights in us, just because he loves us and he chose to make that sacrifice for us. And that wipes out any mistakes we make because our kids are simply going to see a fallen human trying their best, um, walking hand in hand with Jesus and, Really, at the end of the day, that's what we want to pass on to them, right? We want to pass on to them, like, I'm fallen, you're fallen, like, but let's walk with Jesus together. Like, I'm not perfect. Right. You know, like, I don't, I don't want my kids to ever think that I'm perfect or, or have that persona because it's just not true. And I, I don't want them to hold themselves to the standard of perfection either when they get yeah. older.
1: Right. Right. That's, it's so tricky because as parents, obviously, you know, you don't want your kids to ever be in pain or you don't want to fail them. But if we never fail them, God reminds me all the time, if we never fail them and if we could fix all their problems and they never had to sit in angst or fear or um, feeling badly about something they did why would they need Jesus? We mm. would fulfill all their needs and they would never need Jesus. So I'm mm. not saying abandon your child on the side of the road, but I am saying when God is asking you to let your child make that hard decision and you know, they're probably going to fall flat on their face, trust God to catch them yeah. and use you to be part of that being his hands and feet and showing grace. Mm. Um, Cause I think our job as parents, yes, it is to protect our kids. There are, you know, real things, um, but it's, it's, in a, it's only in certain areas, like other areas, it's to lead them to Christ and let him protect them, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, it's not so much about how can we make sure nothing terrible ever happens to our kids. They never get a bad grade. and They never fall down off the bike. Like, if they never fell down, how would they learn to walk? Mm. Um, I think it's just important to know that sometimes those things have to happen, and that's not because you failed. I guess, like, that's the point. Like, yeah. we take it off of ourselves. Oh, if I had done this. Okay, so... For example, my, my older son is has pre- perfection tendencies as his recovering perfectionist <laughs> mother. And so I knew like it was grades were never a big deal at home. Um I always worked hard, I always wanted to work hard. I didn't get the best grades because I struggled in school, but I always did my best. And so mm-hmm. that's what we've passed on to Lincoln. But he comes home from school and gets a ninety-eight and he's upset I wanted a hundred and the other kids got a hundred and cries about it. I'm like God, did I fail? Like, what did I do that he thinks he hundred? Like I tried so hard not to make a big deal. Right. Blah, 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 blah. But it's like, but Lincoln's still Lincoln and Lincoln still needs to learn me. So maybe it's mm. not that you fail, um, you know, see where the enemy is trying to attack me with making me feel like a bad mom yeah. and, and let that go so i'm not distracted to be able to speak truth into lincoln and know that lincoln is his own person learning to live beloved by god mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean i failed somehow so sometimes i think we're a little too hard on ourselves taking responsibility for some things that are just natural consequences or natural this side of eternity rustling through our flesh and spirit and those kind of things yeah. so yeah,
0: no, that's that's really something God's been teaching me too. like my kids are not me. And I, I am very quick to put that label on them like, oh, they're just a chip off the old block. Like, <laughs> I'm like, no, Erica, that's not true. They're they're their own person. They're their, They might face the same kind of struggles that I face. Um, but that's actually good because God's already prepared me as their mom to um, go before them. A lot of times I pray the armor of God over my kids, and I pray that yeah. um, the shield of faith, that my shield of faith would cover them and that any flaming arrows would come to me first. Um, and I feel like God's been answering that a lot and having me go through the struggle before I walk them through a similar struggle, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Well, thanks for – I I could keep talking. I love this topic um and I think you know, when I was a leader of that um mom's group i I think if I could have given them this book, it would have healed so many hurts and um heartaches, and I just love your heart behind writing this because I think we need more vulnerability like this we don't need more like Instagram perfect pages and profiles. we need more people that are authentic and vulnerable and real about their struggles and like Walking hand in hand with us as we go through our own struggles. And I think you are a champion of that. Um, And I love you for that. And so, um, if you are a mom listening today, I really want you to get a copy of this book because you don't have any clue, really, sometimes how much shame you're heaping on yourself and how much God doesn't want you to walk in that shame, wants you to be free from it. Um, And so, please get a copy of Emily's book. I'm going to put the link for that below in the caption of this podcast. Um and Emily any other thoughts anything you would say to a mom today who is struggling any final words
1: Um I'm just going to read this lot this is the end of the book this last paragraph and I uh, was kind of talking about Gideon in this since we know like Gideon was found in the wine press hiding and I think a lot of us feel like that like who am I I'm so ill equipped and I don't know what I'm doing So um I see you, Mama, but more important than that, I want to remind you today that an omniscient, all powerful God sees you too, and He always loves you. With all the unknowns, the fears for today's and worries for tomorrow, He has already got those too. Sit with Him for a moment and let Him show you what He has seen. Your grace, your strength, your character and determination, your sacrifice and unconditional love. All the qualities needed to win the battles ahead for his glory. And I know when you do, you will see him smile because he has held you together and you will know he was there through it all, just as he was with Gideon. None of us have ever walked alone. So just know that more than my heart seeing you and writing this book, I wrote this book because God sees you and he wants you to know that you're not alone and that he loves you and he does not condemn you Mm. and wants to help you on this journey.
0: Beautiful. Thank you for speaking those words of life over the listeners today. Um, Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, I'm grateful for Emily and for her heart. And Lord, thank you for her willingness to go to these dark places and to speak to the hearts of moms. I know my heart needed to hear these words. Um, So often I feel like a failure. And Lord, you have called me beloved and you've called Emily beloved and all the sweet ones listening. I just thank you for your grace to pick us up every single day and to give us our identity and our name and to love on us and to break the chains of shame and guilt and bondage. Um, I just praise you so much for that, Lord. And I just pray for Emily's ministry going forward, that you will bless it, that you will um, go before her, Lord, and that you will um, be in all the details and that you will watch over her and bless her and protect her and her family um, as she speaks these words of truth that are so needed, Lord, in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, Thanks for having me. Yeah, I loved having you, Emily. Thanks. Where can people find you if they want to follow you? So
1: I am on Instagram at Emily Kark, K-A-R-C. And my website is www.emilycark.com.
0: Awesome. I can't wait for our listeners to check you out and to get your book. It's been so special to me. I think every mom should read it, honestly. Every single mom. I know. <laughs> All right, friend. Well, thanks, guys. Have a great day. I will see you next week.